Jason Navarra invites you to get this with Tony Martin and Ed Cavalli. With Richard Marsland on the buttons. Oh, he's so on the buttons, that bloke. And today, two weeks ago, and we salute another outgoing Triple M staple. The Black Thunders, what happened to him? What really happened to him? And what next for him? Mm, Johnson P. Squires finally lets us in on how Richard lives his life. We'll meet Australia's grumpiest young men. Teenagers getting action thanks to Get This. We'll play What the Hell Do You Call That? What tastes better than Milo? Also today, we'll remember our most name-droppy co-host. The PM goes out. <laughs> Out of sync and Peter Garrett sings. Oh, hang on, that's not that unusual. Sorry. What stuff goes with pears? And in the second hour, and indeed the third and fourth hour, Lebo is here. He used to work with Richard Marslin, and he knows where the lotion is buried. In LA, everybody and their mama sell dope. They're trying to stop it, so what can Tony do to make a profit? Hang out with Ben Cousins. Yes, it's all coming up on Get This, where things are getting ridiculous. I mean, where have we got to? I mean, in play plain person's English and plain man's English. I mean, what, what's all this about? Yeah, let's have some plain English, Richard. There's not, not a crime at all. Oh, OK. Like I said, I can, I can be with Frank today and tell yeah. him to shoot you. Yeah, we know. If he shoots you and I, and I didn't mean to tell him, I'm just joking, they shoot me, huh? Yeah. Just say he shot you. Mm-hmm. Don't shoot me, Frank. That's no. for sure. But I'm just saying, if I told Frank to jump off the arbor, told you mucking around at the front of the arbor bridge, you jump off the arbor bridge and you jump, I don't want you to jump off the arbor bridge. That's much clearer. Yeah, I want you. Is the oils. I'll get this at Triple M. Welcome to the Dream World. Thank you, Midnight Oil. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, everybody, wherever you are listening. It's Get This Around the Nation on Triple M. Mm. I think you'll find for another week. Yes, second to last one with myself, Tony Martin, Australia's most respected broadcaster. Uh, that's drawing a long bow, Tony. Oh, all right. We've got. Ed Cavalier, I know Mr Rudd's a fan of all of his segments. <laughs> I take bits and pieces out of them all. Sure, and Richard Marsland's here pushing buttons, wearing his brand new Wonder Bra. Well, Tony, what it does, it tends to push together. Yeah, ah. I know. Hello. Sorry. Excuse me. Very effective. Hello, wherever you're listening around the world. And guys, I don't know if you heard about the Save Get This rally in Tokyo over the weekend. Oh, I didn't hear was it. It was done at breakfast time because we are a Tokyo breakfast show. We certainly are. I just like to point out when I say rally, it was two blokes. To rally. But there they are. Oh, here it is. Uh, I don't know who it's from. There doesn't seem to be a name on it. But me and my mate Pete got onto the roof of the Yamada Scallop Company. <laughs> due to their alleged links with the thugs in the scallop industry and held our own two-man rally to the bemusement of passers-by. There they are, standing on the roof. Well, it's three blokes because it's two blokes and then one person to take the photograph. Okay, so there you go. Already the numbers have doubled. Look at this. Mino Reiki, save, get this. <laughs> I'd like to see a, a moody Lost in Translation YouTube video yeah. uh, oh, uh, of the Get This Rally in Tokyo. Mm. You say that, but all you're really thinking about is the opening shot of Lost in Translation. Mm. That's right. That, did, that is where my mind wandered to. I remember <laughs> this film. I, th- I didn't know much about it and it started and I thought, this is going to be excellent. This is going to be <laughs> one of those films you just don't forget. And then downhill from the first shot, was it? No, 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 I liked it. I liked all Bill Murray's <laughs> stuff. Yeah, and yeah, that's what you Johansson can pout it. Tokyo, all she wants. I'm into that. Okay. We're meant to be talking about the same get this rally. (laughs) As you can see, the numbers are behind us there. Good. What else is happening over the weekend? Well, we were just observing off here that Richard's a little bit more up himself today. Massively. Like, he didn't really want that Wonder Bra joke to be about him. No, he wanted it to be about me. He tried to sell it to me as one for you. <laughs> no way. And we're going, what's this? And then we went, oh, of course. Last night, mm-hmm. he appeared on Rove mm. for the first time as himself. Oh. Standing next to you two guys. That's right. Terrific fun. Sure, for about half a second. Yep. How long did we make it on screen for? Do we know? Uh, I think it ended up being about maybe two or three seconds. We didn't see it. That's I didn't, not bad. It was during Ryan's segment. I saw I've watched it seven or eight times. Have just, you? To, just to monitor and <laughs> coach, you, coach my performance. I remember when we did it on uh, last week. Yes, you demanded an extra take. Yeah. just yeah. to get your moody look right. Is that okay? Well, not by me. But is that you know has that turned things around for you? And at the roving offices now that you're no longer just stooge mm. bloke from the left, dead body, man covered in lotion, 
dropped out of moving vehicle, you know, suddenly you're Richard Marsland as himself. I mean, is there a new prestige, a new aura? Well, obviously I'm known for my character work. Yeah, yeah, And it's a shame to push that out to sea. Um, Once you start playing yourself, I mean, it's just turning into the Cannibal Run movies now. (laughs) It's all very strange, but I I wouldn't mind getting back into some more character work. Some more of your Scottish accent work? Yeah, some more. Because that wasn't offensive at all. Some more kilt stuff. (laughs) It was meant to be Mel Gibson, I think. Oh, right. If you remember. Very accurate. Uh, what sort of emails are you getting oh, over your he, desk? Look, here's the thing. We can talk Richard all we want, mm. uh, but the real stuff's going on with the kids. <laughs> yeah, the Mark kids. Raymond has emailed in. He's in New South Wales, and he says, I'm a lanky 16-year-old uh, at an all-boys school, and 10 weeks ago I was struggling to attract ladies. Right. But then I remembered your words of advice. Student drama equals high-quality tale. <laughs> so I auditioned for the next drama production, a musical <laughs> with the girls' school. I sang a few classics for the audition. Flowers, flowers, drifting by the pain went down particularly well. And lo and behold, I got the part. By final night, I had hooked up with two different chicks in the cast and another one not involved in the production who had enjoyed the show. (laughs) This is dizzy stuff. You see? Mm. That's what we've done over two years. We've developed... A love of the theatre in our audience. They love the theatre. Tone, that's three chicks from one production. <laughs> this is good stuff, Who man. Who said yeah. theatre is dead in this country? This kid's like McConaughey. This is a, that's a good ratio. <laughs> Two different chicks in the cast and then one who's enjoying the show. Not only have mm. we fostered an interest in the arts amongst our listenership, <laughs> we've helped them achieve. Oh, what? what is- Listen to this. Charlie Hindle from Victoria has oh. uh, emailed in to say, thanks, guys, for helping me get an A on my creative writing class at school. That's what? right. We did it. Okay, how so? Because this is what he said. I wrote a story mm. about a baby. Sorry, I'll start this again because I can't get this wrong. Yeah. Come on. Okay, here we go. <clears throat> I wrote a story about a baby who was born and spawned in Bay 13 of the MCG with nothing to eat but Dixie ice creams who was found by a bloke from the Netherlands and raised in Mordialic and through hard work and guts the fat kid from Mordialic High School leaves for Cambridge two hours out of London where he encounters the thugs in the scallop industry who are actually scallops and he fights them by throwing a fat cigarette and setting them on fire a page and a half later he assembles an army of puppets and a ferret to bring down on those who he sees as being cheap, nasty, and downright boring. And it all ends with him being killed by a giant fish. Yibbity yibbity, here we go. Wow. Oh, nice work on the buttons, Richard Barza. Thank you. That's oh. a prize winning essay by a young student here in Australia. I'm so proud. The art. Mm. You can have them. <laughs> here, get this. As Kiss Chasey opinions. <laughs> What a load of rubbish here at Get This on Triple M. That's right, around the nation. Hello. Uh, yes, Richard's here. Ed's here. Yeah, I'm here. It's all happening. Uh, you know, it's been a big year, really, apart from, you know, all our dramas. Mm. So much that's been going on. Uh, what was the saddest news for you this year, Ed Cavalier, just off the top of your head? Overall? Yeah. They were going to bring back bu- uh, bubblegum paddle pops. Uh, <laughs> that and then, didn't happen? No, and then Streets went with this like ludicrous notion. They went with mm. kind of caramel swirl. When everybody mm. knows that rainbow paddle pops are caramel flavoured as it is, yes. mm. why would I need a swirl? Mm. Well, good question. <laughs> I guess that's the big event of the year. Yeah. <laughs> no, and just on that tip, I'm still mourning Monaco bars. <laughs> the Monaco bar. Give it up, Rich. They were, they were a folly when they came out and they're a folly now. They're not yeah. folly. If you want to have bis- if you want to have a biscuit and ice cream, get a packet of Tim Tams or whatever Oreos or whatever you like, and put ice cream in them. And of course, the Tower Burger—that's another thing. Yeah, Tower Burger. Yeah. Our listeners. It's been a horrible year for uh, you know your fast foods. There's so many sad things have gone and disappeared over the course of 2007. Uh, it's sad news, I think, for radio fans today, um, right across Australia. The Austereo Network—we're part of that network. Yeah. Are, are retiring oh. the Black Thunders. And the rock patrols. Instead, we will be focusing on uh, a new fleet of more environmentally friendly but unbranded station vehicles. Undercover thunders. (laughs) Oh, it's going to be like Jump Street. That could be fun. I don't understand. Isn't the idea to to promote, though? I don't get that. I can think of a few reasons why perhaps they weren't as cost-effective as they might have been. Oh, because of uh, the people who are driving them stealing all the stuff in the back. What about using the thunders for weekend fishing trips, anything like that? I've never taken it to a fishing trip, Mm. but it's it's done some house moving. (laughs) It helped uh, cart some stuff to a party. But it's still promoting the station. That's right. Two guys loading things Mm. into the back of it for a party is still station promotion. It it's makes high it look profile, profile larceny. This is... <laughs> <laughs> 
We we only slept through a giveaway once. <laughs> oh, okay. That's all I'll say. Well, what's going to happen to Mustang Sally? I mean, what's the future for Runaround Sue? <laughs> what's going on with these? I mean, their career has been put oh, on the icy cold cans you, of Coke. Because you, you used to have to have nicknames, didn't you? Yeah, yeah. what yeah. was yours? No, well, because I uh, there was a bloke that I worked with who gave himself a nickname, yeah. which I didn't like. Let's hear it. I can't say. Shark Man. He called himself <laughs> the Shark Man, right? And, and then told us all to call him that. <laughs> so I would call him Diego Flambert or... Uh, you know, anything I Diego could... Diego Flambert. <laughs> anything I could think of. Oh. It's Diego Flambert here. Those it, heady days and they're all past now. Yeah, yeah. And that's right. In case you've uh, not heard this before, Ed did begin his radio career doing yeah, live yeah. crosses from the Thunders. Have we got one there? Good morning, uh, Triple M Street Team. Out and about on the street. Hepburn Park is where your bonus this morning. So come and grab the free stuff. Coca-Cola Zero, Zero Sugar Maximum Tate. Also got the Who magazine, the first for celebrity gossip, and the egg shock, the best Easter eggs in the world. Catch us in the next 15 minutes Hepburn Park. This is the Triple M Street team. Out about at Hepburn Park on Triple M. Oh, those were the days. Was it always the Prodigy? Was that the Prodigy or was that the... Yeah, that was Chemical Brothers. It was always something upbeat and fun. But yeah. I should have sent that in to the Ra Awards. It's <laughs> for Best Newcomer. It's been that donkey courtroom nonsense I sent in. It's not even called the Ra Awards anymore. It's the oh, Acras. Oh, it's probably part of the problem. There we go. There's my problem. I'm sad to see them go, but there is nothing sadder. And if you're listening, promo gentlemen, I am talking to you. Mm. Uh, there is nothing sadder than a promo guy. You know, promo girls, normally quite hot. Hey, Rich, with me? Uh, yeah. Absolutely, <laughs> right? So then they're kind of, you know, they're just being fun and flirty and giving out the free stuff. The yeah. looks of utter disgust that I would get from people with real jobs mm. when a man in a black T-shirt and a Triple M beanie would hand them a Mars bar was just, I've never felt such anger in my life. Oh. So what do you do, mate? Oh, I drive these cars. What's that, two hours work a day? No, no, we do four crosses, so it's more like 35 minutes. Really? I dig trenches all day. Okay, how about a um, sanitarium nothing go? <laughs> <laughs> oh, those were the days. Mm, simpler times. Yeah, more to that story. And we're going to get to that next. But first, Sorry. Richard, if you wouldn't mind just dropping your pants. Dropping time. Got a good reaction. Sounds like the girl's happy. You're a triple M. It's Duran Duran. Hungry like the wolf. Oh. Of course you are. That's Duran Duran. Hungry like the wolf on Triple M. The program is Get This. They're calling it Bulkhenge. Oh. They've never called it Bulkhenge. Yeah, not even once. Doesn't make any sense. Brought to you by the Nissan Navara. Oh, oh what an award winning 4x4. Oof. Ute of the year. Oof. It's laden down with yeah. gongs, blinged up with medals. Mm. Are there any other awards that it could snaffle before the end of the year, before we sign off? Is there a Nobel Prize, Richard, for cornering ability? I think there is. There should be. And the Nissan Navara is front row centre. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Attack the work day, attack the weekend, attack them all the same way. But please, let's have some safe driving out there, people. Absolutely. What about this new legislation they're introducing, I think, in New South Wales, where they're going to be taking Hoon's cars? They've been doing it all year, I think. Uh, yes. Look, what? Uh, 290 of them they've confiscated so far. Uh, and you know what? They, they work. There's going to be no Nissan X's left on the street if they keep <laughs> confiscating them. They were going to crush them into cubes at one point. That's right. Now they've gone bugger it. Let's use them for crash tests. Oh, That's what they're saying. They're going to be used for crash tests test, mm. then the footage will be put on the internet. That's right. Oh. I heard about that. The YouTube yeah, right. punishment. Now, they say for crash tests, but what is a crash test? That's to evaluate the safety features of a new car that we're developing, isn't it? Yeah. Absolutely. You don't get an old car that's been around for years ago, we better do a crash yeah. test on that. Because a lot of people out there have <laughs> Nissan Xs from uh, 91 that they've lowered, yeah. put lights underneath and have written Kermit the Wog over the back of. <laughs> we better test the, the safety features of such a car because very, they're very common out there. It's basically the cops just going, in your face, Hoods, that's look what we've done to your car. Why stop there with Hoods? No, who Why else? not just, I don't know, people downloading stuff off the internet, get their computers, drop them off the stop top story into a car park. No. Let them explode on the ground. That'll learn them. That meth lab, let's put it on the back of a truck and drive it <laughs> off a jetty into the sea. Well, has anyone crash tested a meth lab recently? <laughs> I know that they don't corner as well as the Navarro, those meth labs. It's so much more fun to be had destroying the spoils of mm. crime, mm. I would say. What about cash? What could, if someone's stolen a bunch of cash from a bank? Oh, just incinerate it all. Oh, that'll learn them. <laughs> See? See what happens? <laughs> wow, that's no good at all. <laughs> what about the profits of Richard Marsden's crimes? What could they be? Uh, no, yeah, all the booty. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah.
booty, Marslin. Those two words next to each other in the dictionary, I think you'll find. And driving. I mean, you can't laugh at this, no, Richard, because we were talking earlier about the Black Thunders and why they were taken mm-hmm. off the roads. Mm-hmm. We all know why. Because of your driving. Exactly. I don't want to say anything. Have we got a recording of your very last run in the Black Thunders? Under Sheriff Tom Thrall, races to catch up to a man who just tried to run him down at a roadblock. Eat my dust, under Sheriff. I'm the Black Thunder Sheriff. The suspect is drunk. Very drunk. If you want the Dean Geyer album, you can queue up like everybody else. But the undersheriff stays right with him, even as he veers repeatedly onto the shoulder of the opposing lane. All you're getting out of me, undersheriff, is an icy cold can of cock. He tries to pass the suspect on the left, but he's blocked. No one passes Ricky M. I'm taking this Black Thunder to Mexico. Where I can legally marry all four of the promo chicks unconscious in the back. Up ahead, a massive semi barrels toward the drunk and the pursuing officers. Get off the road, BJ and the mayor. I'm Richard Maslin, and I'm chockers with free samples from the erectile dysfunction warehouse. Moments later, he does it again, playing a sick game of chicken with another big rig. <laughs> Injected suicide machine. So far, this drunk hasn't hit anyone or anything, but his luck is about to change. Enough with the voiceovers! I've got diplomatic immunity from the People's Republic of Triple M. At top speed, he demolishes a road sign. I hate those billboards. My photos should be way bigger. Take that, Leo! He fishtails back onto the pavement, completely out of control. Oh no, my new emo fringe is severely impairing my vision. He fishtails off the pavement, skids onto the grass, and flips over. Oh God, muscles! Oh, Matthew McConaughey! Oh! The driver has major injuries, but due to the quick rescue response, the man will live. The finger bus is coming. And everybody's running from me. You dirty mongrel! To Ibiza in the Mediterranean sun. Oh, yeah! <laughs> okay, it's all coming back to us now. That's what happened. During that sketch, we had a phone call from someone called Lee. Not Lee Simon. No. It's a female Lee. Only. Who says, was it Ed Uh-oh. she once saw having sex in the back of a Black Thunder one rainy day on a building site a few years ago? Is that ringing any bells? <laughs> that wasn't me. <laughs> that was not me. How uh, do you know? It wasn't raining. Uh... <laughs> When I used to do it on the building sites. No, Tony, that is... No, don't don't make me sit here and justify it. Make me sound guilty. But why I, would she call up with such a specific accusation? Yeah. Look, this is what happens, Tony. People mm. out there, they're sick. Mm. And mm. they get they sit around, they listen to our show, and then mm. they get these, these wild fantasies in their head. <laughs> and before you know it, they're out the back with their own car, painting Triple M on the side of it. And they're off to a building site with one of their mates, and they're going for it. <laughs> Which and they don't want it, and they don't want to be blamed for it, so they call you up and saying it's me. It's an yeah, old van. It, it happens every day. This is like an old van with triple M in textile. The side in my in race. What, race, a, scam. what where, an elaborate scam! Where I used to live in Sydney, you couldn't move for people doing it in the back of vans <laughs> with triple M written on the side. You couldn't you couldn't leave your house for it. All right. We'll find out if that's true or not. Let's have oh, some music. I just music. worked out who that is. Yeah. I just worked out who that person Lee oh, is. Oh. Don't call back. No, no, I'm just trying to work out what no, was going I'm... on in the pies and sausage rolls van. Okay. Mm, things are getting <laughs> hot and heavy. Let's have some music. Let's have some from Bruce Springsteen. There <laughs> we go. Everyone. Eight six seven five three zero Radio Nowhere, that's Bruce Springsteen. Here again, this on Triple M Around the Nation, home of the Get This Podcast 151. Ooh, palindromic surround sound. <laughs> I was listening to that all weekend. I believe it kicks off with the wonderful Alan Bro. Certainly does, and closes with the wonderful Jane Kennedy. Oh, yeah. It's quite a sandwich, that one. That went up over the weekend. Another Fantastic. One, hey, here's the good news. What's that, Tone? We finally got clearance on the Nick Kershaw sketch. Hey. That'll be going up in podcast 152 today. Send, send Nick a handful of change, did we? <laughs> Something was sorted. For the rights to Could, the riddle. Someone met the Kirsch in a dark car park <laughs> with a briefcase. 
It's all been sorted out. But, uh, you know, it's a very downloadable crew. Here it get this, don't you find? A lot I do. of stuff just get. What stuff of yours is up on the YouTube? You can see Squid, your short film. Yeah, you can see Squid. Uh, you can see the Gus and Dave, uh, the KFC commercial. Yeah, that's now right. defunct characters of Gus and Dave. I've seen the direction KFC's gone in with their new characters. <laughs> Doesn't make any sense to me. You know, the meat pie trailer is up there. The trailer is up there. Uh, I get the feeling that film's not going to come out by the end of the year somehow. The word on the street is the director says it's got three days of work that it needs to get uh, <laughs> done to be finished. And it, that's, it's been that way since 2005. It's so been you, that way since day one of the shoot. <laughs> <laughs> you never know you're like in the big city, Tone. All right, Mr. Marsden, what's up there of you? Uh, some footage from my Bindi's Beads bender uh, oh, yeah, on the weekend and also uh, some Steel Knox related stuff. Not okay. safe for work, any of no. that gear. Um, <laughs> but just the, the general get this stuff. Yeah. I believe the Bob Dylan sketch has been... Yes, uh, your Bob Dylan sketch yeah, is up been there. done really well. And you tone, with you, it's just a gallery of silk shirts. It's just a gallery of embarrassing shirts from 1992. Although someone's put up uh, something that turned out not half bad, which was uh, me being Hugh Grant as Chopper Reed. Whoa. On the Mick Malloy show, show, yeah. yeah. Remember that? Toodle Pip, I believe, is the... It's about a minute 22 long. Uh, but luckily, when the picture's that small on your computer, the impression looks a bit better. Fantastic. It's slightly okay. blurry. All right, well, that's all good stuff, Tone. Yeah, good stuff to download. But um, none of it has Guzzy Samson in it. Yeah, that's because, my problem with it. Yeah, yeah, we get a lot of requests for Guzzy, mm. and I'm thinking he might still appear. Well, word on the street is that he may be in in the last week with somebody else, which would just be beautiful. Because we're trying to get wacky combinations of co-hosts for the last week. Yeah. That could be fun. But what people love when Guzzy comes in is the name drop challenge. Yes. Mm. This is where you just drop the name of a celebrity you've met mm, mm, and mm. somehow Guzzy either knows them, mm. has worked with them, or you can get to that yep. person in as few links as possible. And the idea is to not go for your higher echelons. No. You know what I mean? Like your Brad Pitts and stuff like that. But that's fine. I don't, I don't care about them. No. I want to hear about the real people, celebrities. <laughs> okay, it's usually in Turpy, I know. <laughs> Who have we got in this one? Hello, David. How are you? Uh, I used to work at a hardware store in the North Shore of Sydney. We used to get a few celebrities coming. Um, Bob and Blanche. Yes. Where, where um, in the North of Sydney? Uh, North Sydney. Interesting. Good, yes. Just to yeah, study there myself. Who else yeah. you got um, in that shop? Kurt Pangeli. Yeah, from NXS. Um, Anyone yeah. else? Ray Martin, Peter Overton, oh. Jessica Rowe. Jeff Nine. Harvey. Jeff Harvey? Uh, yeah. My sister used to go to school with his daughter. There we go. There it is. Anyone else on that list? One of my first ever experiences with a television studio was my sister um, answered a, a phone-in, a call-in thing, an advertisement, mm. and uh, her and I uh, attended Ray Martin Presents Tom Jones. Wow. And then we were such good studio audience members, this is when I was maybe 14, we got invited back for Ray Martin Presents Billy Crystal. Oh. Wow. Okay, well, Guzzy's linked himself to two of those names. That's pretty good. Were you in the audience for Ray Martin's, what is it, Good Blokes and Aussie Heroes? Top sorts. Well, we were, I think we started to get a bit of a fan base because we got invited yeah. back to be a swinging voter in the uh, oh. state, New South Wales state oh, election yeah. uh, <laughs> current affair a couple of months <laughs> later. Ray Martin has got to bring back those, those speakers. Good sorts and top roots. I can't remember <laughs> I what, can't they remember what they were called. <laughs> Who else is dropping one? Stephen, how are you? Not too bad. How are you? Ah, oh, mate, we're excellent. Drop away, my friend. Uh, the tyre fitter and I changed tyres for Elmer McPherson. Uh, is that a metaphor or you changed tyres for her? <laughs> I, I changed tyres for her. Okay. Let's... Also did Kamal. Oh, <laughs> did Kamal. Guzzi, <laughs> anyone on that list you're connected to? Okay, what are the first two? Elle McPherson. Elle McPherson. I once attended the Logies with her and, and, and I... And I wasn't watching. I was a bit nervous. I didn't know if I was meant to be speaking to the press yeah. or if I was meant to be walking forward. Mm. I was looking at some press on the side, on yeah. the left, and I actually walked into her back. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I got makeup over my suit. Oh, that's a link. That's definitely a link. I don't know link. That. And Stephen, are you still there? Is uh, Angus Sampson the fellow who um, said on there, add, you know, her fobs at your mum? Was that you? A couple well, of years ago. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yes. Thank you, Stephen. That's a connection. Hi, John. How are you? John. Oh, hi. How you going, mate? What do you got for us? Good. Um, yeah, I w walked into Katie Lang walking out of B105 in Brisbane. Oh, oh okay. Wow. Yes. Leaving in disgust, I'm assuming. Uh, is there a link to KD Lang? Well, you're sitting next to her right now. Yes, Ed Cavalier's best lookalike. Don't If you were uh, <laughs> I could shave you with an open blade like the, she was on the Shave away, my friend. The Squire magazine. Yeah. 
Um, I do like Tony Bennett. I don't know if that... <laughs> no. Oh, well, I think this man is the first to stump you, although the Cavalier link is pretty strong. Yeah. So. Look at that. And that, the, that's a damn fine lookalike, so we're going to give side. that one a pass. Who else wants to have a crack? Dino, how are you, bro? Hi, guys. <laughs> uh, talk us through it. Patrick Stewart was out here filming Moby Dick. Yes. At Point Cook in Melbourne. Yeah. And uh, anyway, I was at a corporate event, a corporate, it was a race day at mm-hmm. Calder Park. Mm-hmm. And unbeknownst to me, I was actually standing in the chow line, you know, the buffet line. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And someone pointed out, that's Patrick Stewart. Right. Now, I thought I'd be cool about this, no. and, you know, not have him authenticate ears or anything. No, <laughs> no. I thought I'd be cool. You didn't try and trick him into saying the phrase, make it so? Well, actually, this is where everything went completely wrong. <laughs> I, I patted him on the shoulder and I started chatting to him, remember, not to gush, and he said, well, I, I wonder how fast these cars are going around the track, and this is where your brain sort of, cheats you. Yeah. And I said, oh, they'd be doing better than Warp Factor 9. Oh, Dino. And oh. Then, and, <laughs> and he replied, I oh, hate that's you. that's the thing. My whole brain shut my head down and said, no, 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 you're out of here. I have no idea what the response was. <laughs> oh, she just said nothing. She just red flagged herself and just... <laughs> And left. Well, Patrick Stewart, any link to you, Guzzi? None at all. No, no. What about Star Trek? Surely you've met someone from Star Trek. Mm. Come on, guys. I did see LaFogue's glasses once on display <laughs> at a comic book convention that in New York. That is the saddest attempt ever. That is pathetic. I think Dino has finally broken the back of Guzzi. Oh, that is great. There are so many great ones on the line. Oh, someone's got George Went. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what I had a George Went thick shake at the Cheers Bar in no, Boston. Not good enough. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> there enough is good enough here. And get this. Time for some music. Um, oh, that Lou Reed guitar that you do. Sure. Rich, can you just play a bit of that? Hit it um, for us. Two. Hey. It's pretty good. Hey, it's actually pretty good, Rich. Percussion, Mr. Cavalier. Yeah, you cool. go first. Oh, I like that. Mostly a hi hat. Shall I do my Lou Reed? Please. Here we go. <gasps> Pedro lives out of the Wilshire Hotel. He looks out a window without glass. That's Lou Reed, Dirty Boulevard, from the excellent New York album here at Get This Around the Nation on Triple M. Now, Richard, you mentioned Still Knocks earlier on, and that's yeah. been a big feature of the show over the year. The sure. sleeping drug that sometimes... I should say sometimes because I've taken still knocks. Nothing. You've been fine. Well, you think you've been okay. All I've done is sleep. I've woken up. No sketches written. Nothing. <laughs> the photos haven't surfaced yet, though. <laughs> Maybe there could be some interesting Tony Martin related sleepwalking going on. Sure. Mm. But, uh, yeah, sometimes people paint the house. What else do they do? Hold well, on. if you're Home and Away star, former Home and Away star Brian Wiseman, uh, yeah. you go to London, stay in a hotel, take some sleep, uh, some sleeping tablets, some still knocks mm-hmm. to get you over the jet lag. Mm-hmm. You sleepwalk in your undies around Convent Garden in the early hours of the morning. Ah, oh, yes. And you have the paparazzi take photos of you while you're doing it. Uh, I think it's actually Covent Garden, but Co- Covent Garden, you're just sorry. thinking of Convent Garden. That's obviously something from your past. <laughs> This poor guy. <laughs> and he says, I had bad jet lag, so I took a Still Knox tablet. The next thing I know, I wake up in my hotel with dirty feet. Yeah. And there's the uh, <laughs> there's the picture wearing has, the Mr. Men undies. Has anyone heard of that bloke since he left home and away? Well, I haven't. Oh, I see so, what you're saying. Still Knox, it's a good career. Reviver Fiver. It's oh. not bad, is it? That's a word. It is Wiseman now. showing off the semi by the sea. <laughs> <laughs> showing off the blunt. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> okay, that's unusual. Where did that happen? How many more of them are going to do it, hey? Yeah, uh, now that one former Home and Away star is yeah. gone a bit wacky on the still knocks and gone for a walk, <laughs> you can just see the publicist at Home and Away going, okay, fine. All right, everyone, come in here. Take this. Uh, Don't ask why, just yeah, take it. Shut up, shut up, shut up. Shut up, you, one with the face. Take it. You'll be sleepy at first, but page three in the morning. Fantastic. Uh, another bizarre celebrity story over the last week, uh, big... Uh, Get this. Last with all your celebrity exclusives. Mm-hmm. Last Monday, uh, Rachel Hunter was the victim of a frightening attack in the foyer of a luxury hotel in Melbourne. The uh, beautiful former Sports Illustrated cover girl was walking through the foyer of Crown Towers uh, last Monday when a woman suddenly ran up behind her and kicked her in the ass before dashing off. No explanation was given. I'm just assuming someone who'd seen you and your stupid mate. That was my best guess. <laughs> But it's hard to imagine such a person. I'm going to kick Rachel Hunter in the ass. <laughs> Nana, shut up. Shut up, I'm going to do it.
and then I'm going to run off. This is going to be fantastic. They'll be talking about this on Yes. You got the touch. I got her right in the ass. She didn't suspect a thing. Well, maybe if that woman would like to call us up here and get this and offer an explanation, this is the segment to do it on Talkback Mountain. All right, everybody. We haven't travelled through time. It's still the present. And what's today's topic, Ed? Uh, what do you call stuff? Okay. Now, this is because my former flatmate, John, yes. uh, you know, lousy friend, bad guy, yeah. etc. Um, I saw him on the weekend and he said he'd been to a wedding. Oh, yeah. And that someone, <laughs> that someone had asked him, mate, do you know when the Peter Entrees arrive? The Peter Andres. What does that mean? The Peter Andres. Oh, the Andres. That's not bad. I quite like that. And then I got an email from Johnson P. Squires uh, on the topic of how does Richard live his life. Yeah. Richard's house, much like the strange guy in... Uh, oh, the strange guy opposite the uh, main guy's apartment in Short Butch. In Short Bus. <laughs> okay, I think that was a sentence. Somewhere in it we Sorry, can determine... that was a massively weird email. Uh, yet another of our listeners has watched that film. Okay, let's keep going. <laughs> he, Richard loves watching across to the other building and catching a little mangle action. Oh. Now... What's a what mangle? is that? What's a mangle? <laughs> Rich, as if you don't know, that's a man triangle. Okay. <laughs> well, I heard you eating a mango the other day. Mm. Uh, you're just standing over a bin. It was a really classy look <laughs> eating a mango. <laughs> Said, is that a mango? And he goes, no, it's a manjo. No, I did. Yeah. That's what he calls it, yeah. a manjo. Yeah, that's playing a man like a banjo, I'm assuming. <laughs> <laughs> so when's this mangle happening, Rich? Yeah. That's all the time. This show is <laughs> kind of a mangle of itself. Oh, it's going to it's gonna get isosceles, man. Yeah. Okay, so the idea is words you've invented. Okay, you mentioned the Peter Andre. See, I have a friend who has a massive outdoor fridge in his backyard. What a legend. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Just full of coldies. It's called the Colston. That's not bad. Go and get it out of the Colston. He'll say. All right, beautiful. That's uh, a good one. Have you invented any words, Ed Cavalier? No. That's, oh, why no, I read no. That's why I read an email. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, here's one. This is possibly a bit offensive, but it's one we use just because it's got stuck in our heads. Mm. You know when, uh, okay, dog owners. I don't see any dog owners on this show apart from myself, but you might have to uh, take the dog for a walk at some point. Yeah, I can imagine that. And they might just uh, leave a deposit on the nature strip. Yes, it's your do. duty to pick that up, people, mm. in a bag. Mm. Now, sometimes it can be so bad, this can happen twice during one dog walk. Jeez, You're coming please. back with two bags. Dog owners knows, know what that feels like. Mm. Now, there's a New Zealand actor who I used to love in the theatre when I was growing up mm. called Lani Tupu. <laughs> Okay. So when someone comes back with two bags, that's a Lani. That's a Lani right How'd there. You go? That was another Lani. Check it out. It's a Lani too. <laughs> uh, that's very rude. He's a very fine actor. He could get some endorsements happening. But that's how it happens. It just gets stuck in your head and yes, then right. it's part of the lexicon. Richard Marsland. Well, on that tip, actually, Tony, uh, we have a family friend who years ago was quite famous for coming over and if he was over for a dinner, he would have to... I guess to quote maybe one of your old sketches, give the latrine a wide berth. Oh, yes. Uh, afterwards, he would actually come to our house and do number two. So yeah. from that point... And then to leave? To, <laughs> to go to the toilet would be called, uh, you know, doing a Stanley. Oh, that's You'd lovely. To, <laughs> I've just got to go and pull a Stanley. Something like that. You see, that's how it happens. They okay. just start from something small. Yeah. All right. Call us up with your one, <laughs> listeners. And I think, have we got prizes? Oh, yeah. Oh! Yeah! <laughs> They're from Cecilia on the phone! Cecilia on the phone just handed me this. Nickelback's Rockstar, the single with an interactive DVD. Learn what their life must be like. Also, Keith Urban, love, pain, the whole crazy thing. All of your favourite tracks are here called Got It Something. What? Won't let you what, stupid man. Hey. I'm the Think you want this actual Keith Urban songs on their Keith Urban album? Apparently. They're just written on the back. When you play it, it's blank. I'm sure it is. There's nothing even in it. Up for grabs, Tone. Call us now with your word, one triple three five three. It's Snow Patrol. Here, get this on Triple M, where today we're looking for new words. Words you've invented. Who's got one, Ed? G'day, Jill. Hi, how are you? Good, how are you? Good, thank you. What word have you invented? I have got two, I've actually three. The first one is, if something's really good, yeah. it's smooth bugosh. Wow. <laughs> What's that about? Oh, I've got no idea. We just made it <laughs> okay. up about 35 years ago, mucking around in the lounge room. 
if it's really good, that's really smooth bug off. Okay. Well, and there's another one. Yes. If you if you can't get something out of the drawer, if you, your feet are trapped in the sheets in bed and you can't get something out, mm. it's trapped in a golden mungary. Wow. A golden mungary. Yep. Oh, and there's one more. Oh, yeah. If you're leaving to say goodbye, we say salada. A salada. Salada. Yes. Yeah, I've heard, I think I may have heard that before. Sure. Talk sure to see you later. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's it. Thank you, Jill. Yeah, thank that, you. That was top bugosh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> salada. Salada <laughs> yourself. Hi, uh, Jill. Hi, Scott. How are you? Hey, not too bad. How are you going? Excellent, mate. What word have you invented? Oh, well, it's actually my friend always used to come up wanting to go Normans and things, which I never knew what he meant, but it was uh, Harvey Normans to go halves and something. <laughs> that's oh, a- that's fantastic. Spot on, We're going Scott. Normans. That's great. You know what, Scott? That's so good that you're going to get Keith Urban's album. How about that? A bit scared. I don't know if I can handle that on the stereo. Oh, man. It's, uh... Yeah. Yeah. yeah we, uh, that's right. Where do you even start? A poetry like yours, I'm sure it'll be fine. <laughs> Maybe we <laughs> can just you, Scott. burn a disc of the children's poetry and put that in the Keith Urban cover. We could do that. Maybe that'd be a better prize. There you go, Scott. Oh, Salada. There's illegal download if there's any going. Uh, there is, actually. All right, you're in. I found one today. All right, you're Dropping in. Dropping up a disc. Good on you, Scott. <laughs> Salada. Uh, all right, Michael, how are you? G'day, mate. How are you? Excellent, sir. Your word? Uh, my word is kilos. Oh. Oh, what does that mean? Um, one of our mates at school, his nickname was Kill, and he used to get really bad sweat patches under his arms when we played sport. Um, and so we nicknamed the sweat patches under your arm Kill. Isn't that oh, nice? His memory lives on. <laughs> it does, mate. My brother's two years younger than us, and they all use it. Oh, that's fantastic. <laughs> so, like, if you saw... And you can't really offend anyone with that, because they won't know the origins of it. No. That's pretty much it, isn't it? So you can see Amanda Vanstone on the news and go, Oh, enormous Kilo's there. <laughs> Danny. No one's offended. Thank you, Michael Salada. Uh, <laughs> hello, Joe. How are you? Oh, fantastic. How are you? Excellent, mate. Uh, what word have you invented? Uh, it actually came from a mate of mine. He bought a news agency up the, up the far north coast of New South Wales, and it, the only stubby holders they had left in stock in the shop were Douglases. So stubby holders are now Douglases. <laughs> what, what do you, what do you <laughs> mean? What, it just said Douglas on it. It just said Douglas. <laughs> <laughs> Is that for holding the black Douglas by any yeah, chance? Yeah, maybe. Oh, mate, just chuck us a Doug any time. We've got a cold out of the fridge. <laughs> a few Dugs. How many Dugs are you up to today? Oh, I've got 30 Dugs in the cupboard. Oh. 30 Dugs in the cupboard. Don't you, Joe? Don't let us keep them. That's from. some smooth bugosh <laughs> waiting to go. Hey, is that everyone, Tone? Is that everyone? Oh, well. oh no, hello there. Uh, Eddie, are you there? Yeah, mate, I'm here. Excellent. Uh, which word have you invented, my friend? What do you call it? Uh, well, I didn't invent it, but it's one okay. that, we, uh, that we cricketers use. Which mm-hmm. is? Michelle. Wow, what does that mean? Uh, it means the bowler's taken five wickets. Now, why why Michelle? Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer, mate. Ah, oh, you see. You see. I don't get it. Pfeiffer. Come oh, on, Pfeiffer. Wakey, wakey. Come on, yeah. Come on, Ed. Sorry You're a Sheffield Shield fan, aren't you? Yeah. I am a Sheffield. Who's your favourite Sheffield Shield cricketer, Eddie? Mine. No, oh, that'd be Timmy Zura. Timmy, Timmy Zura. Zura. Uh, have you read that book? I have, actually. <laughs> I reckon, have you really? No. Oh. <laughs> I reckon we, I, if we can get it reprinted by the time we get oh, off here, that'd be amazing. That'll be another achievement. Good on you, Eddie. Thanks no to worries. everyone who increased our lexicon today. Now, we've been talking about Richard Marsden's past a lot and mm. speculating on this show. It's just mm. the filth that it entails. We forgot there's a bloke here at Triple M. Who, who knows? Who used to work with him. Yes. Who knows where the lotion is buried. Next <laughs> up, Limo. Get this. I'm sorry, but you'll be horrified when you see what these boys get up to. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. Because I can if I don't because I wanna Come on, Rich, let's cross to a horse race Be ignored by the step and the board Because I'm gonna There must be another Melbourne Cup we can find somewhere I'm starting to get concerned, Ed, that maybe Tony's getting a gambling problem Oh, is that right? <laughs> he seems intent on crossing <laughs> to another horse race He's wearing a barrel today <laughs> I can hear somebody else in the room It's Lemo, he's in an hour early Hello Good to see you Has anyone seen Will? I, what's going on? Well, I don't know what's going on, but you The reason we want you in here is because uh, there's been a debate raging for the last year. How does mm. Richard Marsden live his life? Mm. Yeah, it is interesting. I Now, my first ever job in commercial radio was with Richard Marsden. We did the wow. breakfast show right. at SAFM in Adelaide. Yes. Mm. Good to see he's wearing pants these days. <laughs> Thank you. And, Court order. <laughs> and, and was he your boss or were you his boss or...? 
Uh, we swapped roles. Okay. Oh, Depending wow. on how much we had to drink. Okay. Fantastic. I think it was you, me, and Zoe Sheridan, I believe, That's were right. on the air together for about nine days. <laughs> and, and you know what? We won a comedy award that year. Yeah. Did you? For radio. I can't even remember who administered these awards, but it was the only year that they happened. Yeah. And we entered and we won for the best comedy uh, radio show in South Australia. Fantastic. Yes. Not a lot of competition. Oh. Okay, we're going to get to the bottom of this in this hour. We're going to find out a bit more how Richard uh, lives his life. And we're going to play Grumpy Young Men. Mm. Are you a grumpy young man, Limo? Shut up. Oh, he's gone. <laughs> <Hang on. laughs> he's turned. It's going to turn ugly in this hour. I've Get this. Thank you very much. The Violet Femmes, second hour of Get This on Triple M, brought to you by the Nissan Navara, oh, huge bullying power, oh, as you know, yeah, rugged know, good looks. Now, Limo is here. He's getting ready to come in. He's yeah. just off mic at the moment. He's a big Stephen Seagal fan. Yeah, that's true. So he wanted us to give him a Stephen Seagal entrance. Unfortunately, the only music we've got is from the straight-to-video release, Submerge. This it, is it's still good for lumbering down a corridor, though. Requesting permission to lie. There we go. Yep. Here he comes. <laughs> there wow. you go. That is a Seagal entrance. Nice captain. Yeah. Thank you very much. Anyone for a roundhouse kick to the head? Oh, oh please. The mood. Love one. <laughs> What's your favourite Seagal to just put on for a relaxing evening? Uh, out for Justice, probably my oh, favourite. No. Out for Justice, not yeah. Mark for Death? No, Mark for Death I like. Uh, Nico Above the Law. Yeah, yeah, that was where it his all started. First, and many will say his best. Yeah. With Sharon day. Stone was Sharon in that one as well. Sharon Stone makes an appearance. Mm. Yeah. Uh, but my favourite, certainly Out for Justice. Yeah, that's uh, right. After the death of close friend Bobby Lupo. Oh, that'll happen. <laughs> yeah. So then, Cigar, what happens next is he goes looking for the band that killed Bobby Lupo. Oh, yeah, right, yeah. 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 And so, so now he's out for some justice. So he's yeah. out for justice. There we go. Okay. So I love how that you can always tie the name. <laughs> like, you know the movie, I watched this actually last week, Hard to Kill. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, in that film, as it turns out, he's very hard to kill. He's very hard to kill. Well done. <laughs> so he's got well hard to kill. He's got uh, out for justice and now out for a kill, which is one of his <laughs> recent strange videos. It's very confusing. Yeah. And my favourite movie title of all time, uh, the 2002, much maligned, Half Past Dead. Oh, oh. isn't that a great title? <laughs> which they've now got a sequel to, Lemo. Half, half Past, past Dead 2. Half, half Past, past dead, dead 2. So yeah. it's, not, it's not Quarter to Dead. No, no, no. no, no, no. Quarter <laughs> Past Dead. Wouldn't make any sense, mate. 25 yeah. to Buried, technically. <laughs> <laughs> Should be, I think. Uh, all right, enough Seagal talk. That's what's... Well, uh, is it, though? I mean... <laughs> Oh, well, you know, out for John. <laughs> really? Is it ever? Is yeah. it ever enough really? to You know, a friend of mine and I was so uh, so wrapped up in Out for Justice mm. that we, you know, you enjoy a film with your friends yes. and then you start having a private joke. Yeah, and then did. other people have no idea what you're on that's about. That's right, that's right. There's a great bar <laughs> scene. Welcome to Get This. <laughs> <laughs> There's a great bar scene in Out for Justice where he walks in and he's looking for Richie who killed Bobby Lupo yeah, yeah, yeah. and he starts walking around the Bar. And now here's one of the lines from the... Anybody know why Richie did Bobby Lupo? <laughs> <laughs> and then he just randomly starts yelling, who killed Bobby Lupo? <laughs> so me and a mate of mine would go out and we'd be in bars and we'd just randomly yell, who killed Bobby Lupo? <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then this is a line towards the end of the bar scene. Anybody seen Richie? Huh? I'm going to keep coming back till somebody remembers seeing Richie. It's <laughs> great moments. So we'd be bumping into people going, are you Richie? <laughs> Anybody seen Richie? I'm going to keep coming back in here. That does I'm going to keep bringing this bad accent in here. <laughs> somebody we, tell me where Richie is. Things like that from movies just catch on. One of my favourite movies is Midnight Run with Rob De Niro and, and Charles Grodin. And whenever mm. I can't get anything to work mm. or someone else can't get the video to work, it'll always be, have you tried the litmus configuration? <laughs> Give it the litmus configuration. <laughs> now you've Invented a word you were saying, Limo, talking oh, about Oh, well, it actually was a me. It's my mum, my oh, mum's yeah. family years ago. Yes. Now, this is in the, the Murray Mallee, uh, very yeah. conservative times in the 1930s. Yeah, yeah gotcha. Yeah. In yeah. South Australia. If someone farted, Uh-oh. they invented the word Brits. It was a Brits. Mm-hmm. Oh. So growing up, but I thought that was the actual word. A Brits? A Brits. Yeah, I know. It's ridiculous. It's dangerously close to a Brits, too. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's, it's not ridiculous. another Brits already. So Is there say, anything left? <laughs> <laughs> so I would say at home would be, hey, don't Brits. So as a kid, you think that's just the word. Right. So then you get to school and you hear somebody go, ah, he just Brits. And everyone goes, 
what are you on yeah. about? <laughs> that kid, get him. He's talking different. And you'd be obviously confused when they brought out the Vita Brits as well. It's a, a tasty snack. Okay, South Australia. Now, Richard Barzen claims that uh, South Australia is a fart-free state. He claims he grew up with no farting at all in his house. <laughs> Certainly in my family in the uh, gateway to the Mid-North, Gawler. Gawler, yeah. 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 Um, beautiful part of the Beautiful place. country. Yeah. In fact, mm. actually, we're both kind of rural guys, Limo and I. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> rather odd. Yeah, rural guy. A bit of grass just <laughs> between the teeth. Okay, we're going to find out. Swigging moonshine. Yeah. We need to know what you know about the secret life of Richard Mars, and maybe we'll get to that next on Get This. Triple M. Triple M. Matchbox 20 here at Get This on Triple M. Limo is with us. He's in early. His own program with Will starts uh, oh, very soon, about 40 minutes from now, mm-hmm. whenever we stop talking rubbish. Uh, but Limo used to work on uh, breakfast in Adelaide with Richard Marsland. Mm-hmm. Did you ever go to his house during that time? No, I didn't, but I got a few descriptions of his house from Richard, as I'm yeah, sure he's supplied right. to you guys <laughs> over the years. <laughs> I pictured something. I always pictured in a cellar, although I'm pretty sure it wasn't, yes. uh, <laughs> with, with just videos wall-to-wall. Yes, that's uh, what I'm picturing. Few sort of ashtrays strewn around. Mm. I suspect probably a uh, some sort of pottery ashtray from school. Yeah. Oh, yeah, nice. yeah, yeah. A few photos of you taken through a t- telescopic lens <laughs> without your permission. <laughs> Uh, the night vision goggles, the yeah. human skin suit, it's all there. <laughs> you think they're without my permission, but if you look closely, I am winking straight That's down true, the lens. <laughs> and so. when you were on air with him, uh, yeah. I mean, breakfast requires that you have to be up early and you have to be responsible. Mm. Was he there every day on time? He was there every day on time, but as I said earlier, never wearing pants. Always with a puffer jacket, though. Oh, is that right? Puffer yeah. jacket, that's no that's pants. Okay, that's interesting. We didn't know that before. Okay. Puff, no a, pants, good. He was always there very early. And he used to live at Goula, which is a healthy sort of one-hour drive. At, wait, 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 at home with your parents, Rich? Yeah, I did, yeah. yeah. <laughs> How old are we talking? In the granny flat. Um, thank you. In the granny I flat. I I was about uh, 26, 27 when okay. I moved out. Single? Uh, yeah, no single. Well, no, I'm... I'm, I'm what a shock. A man living with his parents in the middle of well, nowhere. He's and, single. And when he says in the granny flat, in the granny flat with them. Oh, is that right? Yeah. <laughs> what about his TV? Did you ever go on his TV show that he used to do with Anne Wills, AM Adelaide? I did go on AM Adelaide. Yeah. I think I might have done a stand-up comedy spot on AM Adelaide. Oh, they love comedy in the morning. Yeah, oh, it's always great performing comedy in a cold studio. With no audience. <laughs> with no audience at all. <laughs> and Anne Wills in the back. You can hear the jangling of earrings. In the background from Ann Wills. <laughs> it's about the only feedback you're getting. Well, I guess we're slowly putting a picture together. He's holding his cards pretty close to his chest. But a lot of people are requesting things that Richard's done over the years. And David Tang, of course, just the 800th person to want to hear this. A finger bus is coming and everybody's running from north to Ibiza in the Mediterranean sun. Uh, Richard, have you ever thought about, you know, Sri Lankan fast bowler, Chamindavas? Oh, yes. Uh, would fit oh, yes. nicely That's true. into <laughs> Vengavas. Chamindavas is coming. Is coming. Mm. Get to work on that. Tie that up. Sell it to the Sri Lankans. Could that, be a motivational tool. Cha-ching. <laughs> yeah, that's the new chant, isn't it? Then for the test, as he's running into bowl, Chamindavas is coming. Yeah, it's not bad. There you go. All right, Chamindavas fans right. out there. <laughs> David Tang That's great. This play reckons, I'm sure you've already played that. So he's thought of something we haven't played, something I don't remember, the time that I was interviewing John Howard and Ed distracted Richard so that the quotes got out of sync. Oh, yes. Mm-hmm. Did that really happen on this show? Mr. Howard, uh, thanks for joining me. Oh, thank you, Tony, and let me say it's great to finally be here in person instead of that ridiculous impression you normally use. Yeah, sorry about that. You, um... You really seem to have stirred up some trouble this week with your comments about the war in Iraq. Yes, look, there was, there was nothing offensive intended in my comments about Black Osama, sorry, Barack Obama, who I don't think there's anything remiss in a fellow coalition partner commenting about the situation in Iraq. Yes, uh... Who are the other members of that coalition again? Well, there's the British, of course. And who else? Well, there's, uh... Well, I think uh, I think Alaska is behind us. Well, 
that's just one of the United States, surely. Yeah, but it's not actually touching the others. Hawaii are on board. Prime Minister, are you suggesting that if Barack Obama were to be elected and withdrew US troops from Iraq, you'd be willing to retain an Australian contingent? Well, that's a, a hypothetical scenario, but certainly there are uh, unique Australian programs that would benefit the Iraqi people. Such as? A tidy town scheme, right. properly implemented and enforced, wouldn't go astray. Uh-huh, Perhaps yep. a few days of total fire ban could be introduced into the Iraqi calendar. Maybe. Regular visits by John Farnham could be beneficial. Yeah. Statues of Don Bradman on every bombed-out corner to inspire the population to rebuild. Yep, sure. you know, a few less mosques, a few more Bunnings warehouses would be a, a step in the right direction. Uh, the, well. the Iraqi people need to learn to assimilate to the ways of their occupiers. Excuse me, Tom. Uh, yes? Yeah, if I could cut in. Uh, if you're doing John Howard's voice, yeah. how is this working? Because you're here live. Well, obviously, my bits are pre-recorded. Right. Uh, but hang on. Are you following a script? Of course he will. Alan Jones has been flying the flag for him for some time. Uh, Mr Howe, we seem to have got out of sync here. Dozens, apparently, Tony, according to Tony Abbott, if you'll pardon the expression. Ed, you've thrown us out of sync. Sorry, Tony. Of course I've never tried down-blousing from the upper house, Richard. What an absurd suggestion. No, of course not, Prime Minister. Guys, I, I think I can get this back on track. Yes. Really? Um, Mr Howard, if we could cross now to Kevin Rudd who has this to say to Tony. If the Prime Minister wants to be hairy-chested about this matter, Tony, then perhaps he'd like to explain to the electorate why he's been dragging the chain. Uh, yes. An unclear point well made. Sorry, are we back on script again? Uh, yes, Mr Howard. You sounded like Cavalry f***ed it up for a second there. Uh, I'm sorry, Prime Minister, we can't condone that sort of language. What, can't I say f***? But how are you f***ing bleeping this if it's f***ing live? No f***ing idea. Hang on, I am actually live. I was recorded last week. If the Prime Minister wants to be hairy-chested about whether we're live or not... Don't get f***ed, Rudd. Sorry about this, ladies and gentlemen. Here's f***ing Hinder. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, don't panic. It's not effing Hinder. It's effing Jet here at Thank you very much. There's no need for that sort of language. Jet here at Get This on Triple M. Limo is here. He's popped in early, and I think he's sitting on another Stephen Seagal fact. <laughs> Stephen Seagal, fluent in Japanese. Did you know that? Yeah, I'll bet Well, he, he needs to be. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> needs another string to his bow, you think? Um, but uh, did you know in 1997, Stephen Seagal announced to the world... And this is not made up, that he is the reincarnation of a Buddhist lama. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. And it was confirmed by one of his Buddhist teachers that he, in fact, is the reincarnation well, of a Buddhist the, lama. The Dalai Roundhouse? <laughs> uh, he does look a bit like Buddha, given, you know, when he's getting around the in the, portly nature. the Nehru jacket yeah. that <laughs> makes him look like an Indian restaurant. But, but enough about Stephen Seagal, Limo. Sure. You've got the facts about Richard Marsland. Oh, Off sure there, you've oh, teased yeah. me. You've teased me with you may know where the lotion is. Oh. The lotion, I I do believe, and Richard did leak this to me once after a few too many drinks, it's in a bank vault in Snowtown. Oh, my goodness. I knew he was involved. When I saw that story, I thought, there's a guy I don't know yet called Richard Marsland. I bet he's involved. Uh, enough of that guitar yeah. gear. What's our theme for this hour? That's right. It's time to play Grumpy Young Men because I love it, Limo, when Ed Cavalier here starts bagging out the young'uns. <laughs> the young people. I've had enough. Uh, Tone. Yeah. Auto-tune. This is the thing I can't Here get my go. head around. It's getting started. Listen okay. to this. Now, do you know who Sean Kingston is? Does anyone know who that oh, is? Yeah. You're beautiful. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, no, the uh, it's called Beautiful Girl. Beautiful yeah, Girl, that's, oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Rich, how's it go? It samples Stand By Me. Yeah. Yeah. How's it go? And, uh... You're much too beautiful, girl. See, Rich is a good ad for auto-tune. You see, that's... That's before? That's, that's roughly kind of where it's at if Peter Sellers' character from The Party was doing it. Uh, that's kind of... That's, it's like a, he's got a strange voice. Yeah, it's, all, it's, it's metallic. Yes. So auto-tune is that metallic sound that you can hear in people's voices. Now, yeah. I've, I've suddenly realised that you can say what you want about... You know, let's say you didn't like... The Beatles or whatever you didn't like the Monkeys or anything like yep. that. They still had to sing the songs. Yes, they, yes. They, you couldn't. They didn't. Can't get in there with a the studio like mm. S Club Seven. Say what you want about S Club Seven, but they actually had to sing the songs. 
I, I didn't have anything to say about them anyway. Uh, okay. <laughs> a friend of mine had an S Club 7 doll once. Yeah. I was and, I, and I did as well. Do you, does anyone remember the songs? Yeah, I know. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? I know the ones, yeah. One, yeah two, and no party like an S Club party. Yep. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I get them confused with steps. Well, who are around the same don't. period. All right. And what okay. about Junior S Club 7? I don't remember that. They were the little kids who were modelled after S Club 7. It's a whole bunch of issues. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that makes sense. All right, so that's my point. So He's a grumpy young man. A very Listen grumpy to young man. I can't stand it when the kids are using auto-tune and the other kids are downloading it to their mobile phone thinking it's singing. It's not singing. <laughs> Are you a grumpy young man about something, I, Limo? You don't know as me. Abbreviations in uh, in text messages or text, you know, oh, your LOL, yeah, your BTW yeah, yeah, for yeah. by the way. Yeah. I'm very much in favour of spelling the whole lot out with the correct grammar, including commas no. and apostrophes. That's wow. fantastic. I mean, I don't have a mobile phone, but if I did, it would just be hours just <laughs> saying hello, I'm assuming. Tone? <laughs> correct punctuation. Well, I, see, I am old, mm-hmm. so it's just going to be grumpy old men. What do you not like about the kids, Tone? Well, there's one thing I have noticed that's happened, and I've always been someone who reads the street press from cover to cover, including all of the ads. <laughs> Both of the street press publications in your town. <laughs> but in the last couple of years, well, I've started getting to the dance music section in the beginning and just putting my he- hand underneath the back page of it and just flipping right past all that <laughs> silvery writing and all those surfer graphics. <laughs> Going, oh, yeah, I just, there's nothing I'm ever going to understand about dance music now. What do you know about Earthcore Tone? Oh, it's fantastic. <laughs> really? Dub? It's a place, isn't it? Yeah, there you go. It's a thing. So, oh, he nearly got me. <laughs> All right. Yeah, okay. fair enough. Hate the dance music. That grumpy young. Well, I don't necessarily hate it. I just, you know, I don't feel qualified to talk about fair it, enough, is what Tone. I'm saying. Mr. Marsden, though, he's young and grumpy ass. Well, there's a few things. Um, I was getting really annoyed the other day because someone had parked in front of my house for about three days. Oh. I find that really frustrating for some reason. If you've written, le- you written to Thumbs Down in your local community newspaper. It was a young person with a young person's first car. <laughs> So thumbs down to that. Thumbs down also Why to Why do you care if there's a car parked out the front of you? Surely just, if you live on a street, there's always cars parked what out What if I have company? I wouldn't mind someone parking out the front of my house. What about the young, uh, the, 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 the house full of students the other day who had a party on a Sunday afternoon oh, with yeah. a live rock and roll band on the lawn? Yeah. That's, that's too loud for the neighbourhood. What a yeah. grumpy young man you are. That's and a, uh, other people annoying. being wallies with water next door. Mm. Just, <laughs> just watering their plants. Wallies with water. You know, I love to wear Crocs. <laughs> the shoes Crocs. Yeah, and yeah. I've been mocked for that by mm. young people. Mm. Yeah, it's, probably old. Fair. it's probably fair enough, that one. Well, the Crocs what, are comfortable. What, what, color, pair? what colour are the Crocs? I've got a few. Do you? Any of the fluorescent numbers? I've got a range. I have a fluorescent strap on a green pair. Oh, all right. You sold me. You got me. Do you think that the young people's music isn't what it used to be? Mm. Is somebody running a band from the corner of your street? (laughs) Has someone mocked your Crocs? Give us a call, 133353. Get this. Jumping out of speeding cars, setting themselves on fire, and other even more dangerous, more unspeakable acts. Brought to you by Nissan Navara. Huge pulling power. That's right. You never know what we'll play next here in Triple M. Around the nation and get this. Limo is here. He's Hello. keen to meet some grumpy young men or ladies. Who's there, Ed? Good day, Will. How you going, Ed? Excellent, mate. Uh, talk us through it. Um, well, look, I've just been sitting on the Westgate Brown with a gun in my mouth due to the traffic. Okay. Okay. But, um, you know what, mate? When you let someone change lanes in front of you and they cease to give you a courtesy wave. Oh, oh yeah, no courtesy yeah. wave. That's illegal in many states now. Oh, it should be illegal. They should round them up. They should round them up. They catch the scallop industry. Yeah, so they have the scallop industry. Well, I have to say, a lot of that was inaudible except for the phrase scallop industry. <laughs> so, I'd like to say that sign on the side of the road, police are targeting courtesy waves. <laughs> <laughs> the courtesy waves. You know, Glenn Robbins talks about, uh, you know, letting people in yeah. as being like a bouncer. You know, yes, you yeah. can come through. <laughs> yeah, yeah, not you. The car velvet rope. How many do you let through if there's a gap and you're in the backstop position? How many you let yeah, in? Yeah, I will always let in one or two. Adelaide, where Richard and I are from, uh, it's almost like a sport to never let anyone in. <laughs> Is that right? <laughs> yeah, cars will accelerate. And uh, no courtesy wave in Adelaide? Straight to shallow bushgraves for everybody, is it? <laughs> exactly. A map to Snowtown. <laughs> Flashed out the window. Oh, thank God the second hour doesn't go to Adelaide. Uh, thanks, Will. Good day, Cameron. Hey, guys. How are you? Uh, excellent, mate. Have a grump. Fashion. Oh, which bit? Oh, the tight jeans, the small shirts, 
the big hats that aren't on straight. Big hats? Oh. Hang on a second. Uh, you know what I mean? Like oh. the big brim hats that oh, you yeah. think you're a skater, but you're not a skater, you're just a wanker. Wow. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm 21, so yeah. theoretically, I should be probably in this fashion you group. You are a grumpy old young man, aren't you, Cameron? Oh, uh, I was out the other night, saw a kid. Mm-hmm. His pants were no word of a halfway down his ass. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Shirt, 10 sizes too small. Yeah, he yeah. had a bandana, yeah. wearing a bandana inside with a cigarette tucked into it. Yeah, yeah. it's fine if you're at a 21 Jump Street party, but outside of that, <laughs> it's just, there's no place it's, for it. But It's, it's disappointing, bad. no place. You know, when you're old enough to remember all these looks before, that's the worst yes, part. Yeah. You see the kids <laughs> in right? My Chemical Romance with the washboard military gear down the front. I'm going, this is Adam Ed's. Adam Ed was wearing that gear years ago. <laughs> There wasn't there a town in the States, maybe even Houston, Texas has passed this law, where if you're seen with underpants protruding right. from the yes. band, you're copping on the spot fine. 200 bucks. 200 bucks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dragged behind a car. I love the knife factory. It's too good for them. Who's next? G'day, Lee. How you going? Excellent. Have a, have a winch. Uh, first of all, I think it's uh, on your show, you always advertise traffic and radars. Yes. Not once I hear about the radars. Oh. <laughs> always the traffic, never That's the true. radars. That is true. Yeah, I think those reports are prepared, but we choose to give out Stephen Seagal facts during them. It's not very helpful for drivers, admittedly. I've got a, the other one is, what is it when a hot day, guys wear shorts, singlet, and top it off with a beanie? Oh, wow. a beanie on a hot day. Yeah. That's right. Hanging's too good for them. <laughs> Good on you, Lee. Thanks. <laughs> no, that's very nice. Lovely. Do we have time for any women in this segment? I uh, should have said grumpy young women as well. Hi, Genevieve. Hi, guys. Away you go. Uh, well, firstly, I'm going to miss your show terribly. Oh, thank you very much. thanks, Genevieve. Um, yours and the Cage are the funniest shows on radio, yeah, so I think I'm going to boycott Triple M. For well, no, 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 there's no need for that. <laughs> we'll get taken off here now if people start <laughs> thinking that way. <laughs> Uh, well, my, my whinge is just about the uh, younger people. I used to work in a call centre. Yes. And they would send out group emails to each other. Right. Um, and just the terrible spelling, lack of punctuation, no capital letters, no mm. sentence structure. Yeah. Um, you can barely understand what they're saying. Yeah. Mm. yeah. I, I agree completely. Mm. And mm. obviously... Working in a call centre, no one would ever be grumpy with you, I'm assuming. <laughs> no, I was always nice to people on the phone. Sure you were. Just like I am now. Thank you, Genevieve. Thank you. Uh, yeah, well, that's a pretty grumpy selection. But do we have a real reason to be grumpy? Let's find out next on Get This. That's dumb things. Paul Kelly here at Get This Around the Nation on Triple M. Will and Limo will be starting presently, but Limo is here already. How do you go the politics on your show, Limo? Uh, we, we like to uh, we, weave some uh, political comedy through the show. But Fantastic. you actually get the real politicians in, don't you? Yeah, we spoke to uh, Julia Gillard a couple of weeks ago. How did that go? Uh, she's a communist, we confirmed. <laughs> wow. Show. And how is it when, had a pop Fantastic. when they come in, do you, are you given lists of things you're not allowed to ask? Or, no. Or does she come in with no. minders? She or? come with a minder each side, right, ready yeah. to sort of elbow either of us. Or mm. It's kind of Stephen Seagal type. Oh, is that right? <laughs> yeah. Sure. And is it... Um, yeah, so, so, but we, we've never been... No one's ever said you can't ask questions about this or that or the other, you know. Right, okay. But, uh, you know, we've never had John Howard in. Yeah. We've asked, we've tried, but he always says Have you really? You've asked? Yeah, absolutely. Because we've he- asked Costello. Big, we got the for, talk to the hand. But they don't really do, they only kind of do Alan Jones and, yeah. you know. Yeah, but surely, yeah. Don't if they're trying to them. court swinging voters, they should be coming on. Yeah, I guess so. Triple M, surely you would think. Yeah, no, we've had no joy. Yeah. Uh, we prefer to simply manipulate old interviews that other people have done on our <laughs> program. It's much simpler. It keeps you out of trouble. And in the last half hour, we had uh, a bit of John Howard. Now let's visit the opposition benches. We've had a few requests to replay this. Um, an interview we taped off the telly. Quite an extraordinary interview. With Peter Garrett. Mr Garrett, welcome to the program. Thanks, Laurie. Kevin Rudd announced uh, at his climate change summit yesterday that he'll lead a team to China before the election to pressure the Chinese into reducing greenhouse emissions. How will you pressure them? Laurie, I think the need here is for us to go to China and get a sense of what they're doing in terms of reducing their emissions. Because Sometimes you've got to take the And that's, I think, what the Clean Coal Initiative has been all about because... Well, given that uh, Australia already has agreements with the Chinese, what do you say to the, the allegation that your trip would be a stunt? Oh, I don't believe that at all, Laurie. I mean, I think that seems to me to be an entirely productive exercise to be able to go there, uh, to see what they're doing and also to let them... Put down that wet 
two questions out of that. One, who is our Nicholas Stern? Who will head it? And two, why do we need it? Well, I'll answer the second part of the question first to paraphrase other people that have sat here and being interviewed by you. We need it because... in the Prime Minister's response that the government clearly doesn't think that climate change is an economic risk to Australia. I mean, their argument seems to be... So who's our next turn? Well, uh, that's, that's something which I can't answer here. Uh, Why has Mr Rudd committed a Labor government to greenhouse reduction targets? Laurie... Haven't you put the cart before the horse? You've set the target before you've assessed the problem and got the facts and figures. Well, look, the problem's very clear in the sense that... Yeah, well, you, you say the problem's clear. Labor's already announced its solution. What's the point of an inquiry now? Well, Laurie, I think... Surely you do that before you arrive at the solution. I thought, I thought you'd supported Sir Nicholas Stern the other day when he, he put that forward. Well, that's not, that's not answering my question. If, the, if this uh, new Stern inquiry finds that the, these targets would actually have a, a very negative impact on the Australian economy, would cost jobs, will Labor drop the targets? Well, Laurie... Well, I would have thought you'd say to your planning on what the, the report came up with. Now, if it concludes that these targets would have an impact on jobs in Australia, will you drop the targets? Uh, Laurie... Mr Garrett, how can you support that? Well, Laurie... Can you see why your former supporters think you've sold out? I mean, you did a backflip on American bases uh, on uranium. I mean, it's very elastic conscience, isn't it, Peter? Well, Laurie, I've taken a big step to join the Labor Party, and when I took that step, and I did it willingly, I accepted the... The US forces give a nod. But you can't pretend to be a conviction politician, can you? Well, I mean, that is part of being a team player. I mean... Garrett, we thank you. Thanks, Laurie. All right, thank you. Thank you, Shadow Minister. Time to sign off here at Get This. You've got some running to do. You've got to get down to the Will and Limo studios, Mr. Limo. No, I do. I'm a little bit nervous, but I should get there in time. All right. Good luck to you. And thank thanks. you very much. Thank you for having me, guys. My pleasure. Glad uh, you could make it. Is there anything you'd like to plug? Uh, plug petitionspot.com. Oh, yes. <laughs> get on there. The, uh, support, oh, get this. And uh, uh, out big, for justice? Out for justice? Uh, in out your... for justice. All good video stores. <laughs> get on to that. And uh, Andrew Gay's joining us today on the show. Oh, lovely. Yeah, Excellent. Fun. And uh, if you are a Stephen Seagal fan, the seven title set is out now. Only one of them you will have heard of, so that's <laughs> worth tracking down. Only ten seconds to go, Mr Marsden. Yeah. Perhaps you have a key phrase. You're much too beautiful, girl. <laughs> or maybe not. And we'll be back tomorrow with Glenn Robbins. Fantastic. Thank you, Lemo. Thank you. And thank you, Nissan Navarro, with your huge pulling power. Range of gongs and awards. China Hutch, Butter Churn and Clogs. As we know. Now it's all out and you know. One right up the bracket.